0: Hi, this is a little bit of a different kind of um, audio. This is going to be... me discuss the career of Kevin Klein, And I'm going to discuss his career prior to him winning Oscar. And then after winning the Oscar. Um, this should be noted that I'm not really a fan of his. I guess the precept of this would be... Instead of him choosing the roles that he chose, which usually kind of uh, accentuate the aspects of him that I dislike, I feel that there's better roles that he could have chosen. Uh, you know, following up his movie, Fish Called Wanda, did so good and won him the Oscar for supporting actor. Uh, I feel there's better roles that he could take. So. Might be a, getting a pretty big career breakdown of him. And, um, sit back, relax, folks. It may not be always pretty. So, very strange background that I won't really get into, but it seems like he was raised one way or born one way, but raised another. That doesn't have anything to do, really, with, uh, with his, with, uh with this one way or another, but um uh, as far as his performance in a fish called Wanda, I really don't like his character I really don't like that movie, and I really don't like the things that his character engages in with the, the you know marine life let's just leave it at that I don't even want to talk about it because it's such a bad and silly part of the character. Um, I'm not a fan of Sophie's Choice. I find it to be a really poor movie, actually. Um, and I found that his acting in it to be really, like, it didn't fit. (laughs) So, and Pirates of Penzance, you know, whenever it's on, I've seen parts of it and stuff. It's okay. It's the audio and the way that it's picked up on, like, video, I guess, at the time. It's not very good because it ends up, you know, not being preserved properly, so um, I feel that it would have been better to probably make a big screen version of that, because that's definitely not big screen material. So yeah, I'm breaking down his career prior to him winning the Oscar, and then once he wins the Oscar, this is video, or this audio is going to take a different direction. It's going to go to more career advice and why he chose various movies and everything like that, and what else he should have chosen. The Big Chill, I mean, you yeah, know, it's a pretty good movie and everything, but, like, I don't know, something about his character I don't really like, and something about the way he's portrayed, and something about, like, the whole ethos of the movie, um, and I find kind of find the producer, Michael Schamberg, to be kind of hypocritical, um, but anyway, um, I didn't know that it had a short-lived in-off. It went on for ten episodes where they essentially replaced the cast with uh, Margaret Witten, Daniel Stern, Jane Kazmierich. These are all the real recognizable names there. It influenced the TV show of thirty something Okay, so he's in Silverado. Um, I just, you know, he's fine in that. Pretty good contemporary western. Uh, Violets are blue. This is when he starts really being late. Are you trying to portray the screenplay or are you trying to portray likability? And that's a thing that I find um, that he's almost too loyal to the screenplay. And in this film, it's you know about some affair between Sissy Spacek and him and it's really picturesque... Um, part of Delaware, Maryland area uh, peninsula Um, yeah and that's basically the selling point of the movie, his performance is beyond blah and you can't root for him at all in fact you root against him, he's such a a, unlikable person I think in that film Uh, Cry Freedom I I, I really dislike that movie, I feel it's really overdone very poor movie Uh, Fish Called Wanda We already went over this. He wins supporting actor. He beats one of my favorite actors, uh, Dean Stockwell, in that. So for Married to the Mob, which is, I think, a better performance than Kevin Kline, who is totally too loyal to that screenplay. I mean, if he sees that written, he should have said that we're not doing that scene. We're not doing that scene. Or, you know, we'll do it in a different way, maybe a comical way. Or that's just a vile way of how it's presented in that movie. Absolutely vile. In fact, I don't even really want to talk about him anymore. I almost want to, like... Gosh, when I really start talking about that movie and everything like that, uh, I just get upset. I'm going to... I'm not going to stop this audio. He exists as an actor. That scene exists and all that. So, I guess... Me not talking about it's not going to... I don't know. Uh, really pisses me off though uh, the January man we I mean, have all the movies released in 1989 he decides to be in this horrible movie it's go ahead and check it out it's one of the worst movies ever made um, instead of being in that jeez I mean he could have been in the experts <laughs> the movie people probably like him last but I mean he could have been in that he could have been in line to be in Bonfire of the vanities That's maybe what he could have put his attention towards. Same with I Love You to Death. There's a movie I was okay with when that's, I saw it in the theaters, but the more I know that it was based on a true story and how vile and ridiculous the whole story really was and how kind of nonsensical the movie really was. And when I saw it years later, I thought it was horrible. His performance is horrible and just... Awful. God awful. So you think of all the movies released in nineteen ninety, he could have easily been like, Hey, I'm gonna kick Jeff Daniels. Easily the one of the weaker parts of Arachnophobia, kick Jeff Daniels out and you know, here I am in Arachnophobia. But instead he's in this disgusting black comedy called I Love You to Death. So now we're betting to the meat of the video or to the audio. I had already put him in either Major League, Bonfire of the Vanities, um, I think I said some other movie in 1989, and now I'm putting him in Arachnophobia, I'm putting him in, um, I mean, maybe he could have played some, one of the two roles in uh, King Ralph, but I don't know, he could have done a lot of different roles. But instead of doing January Man and I Love You to Death, any one of those roles I just named would have been better than what he was just in. He's easily the weakest part of Soap Dish. Um, he's so unlikable as an actor. I just don't know what it is about him. But instead of being in Soap Dish, probably that's, I guess, a good choice. He was in that. He plays a character named Mac in Grand Canyon. Oh, my God. That movie, man, I saw it when I saw it years ago, and it was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Everything's kind of connected. But now when you see it, it's so schmaltzy, so fucking lame. So instead of being in that, he should have just been like, I'll take the Alan Rickman role in, uh Robin Hood. I mean, shit, he could have taken some of Alan Rickman's roles because he's so unlikable already, you know? And you go to consenting adults, Kevin Kline, Kevin Spacey, this movie's horrible. There's no reason Kevin Klein should have been in it. Maybe he should have taken the Kevin Spacey role because he's so unlikable, and you actually like Kevin Spacey's character in it. Because even though all this stuff about Kevin Spacey in recent years, you still like him more <laughs> in certain movies than the persons he's playing against sometimes, which makes you wonder what kind of person really Kevin Klein is because they say the camera doesn't lie sometimes. It's kind of an interesting deal. He's pretty effective as Douglas Fairbanks before. and Chaplin. I would just say that he and everyone involved should have been like, let's put this movie to another level, because it's all kind of played at a certain note, except for Downey Jr., but um, I guess he's maybe one of the better parts of that film. I'm not going to outlaw his choice of Dave in 1993. I mean, that's pretty iconic. Uh, I'm definitely going to not outlaw his choice there. Uh, It's he's definitely not the best part of the movie though as funny as that may sound it's the way that everyone else is reacting to him and the way the circumstances are and he actually underplays some things as you watch it but obviously it's his biggest box office standalone hit that he's in um it that you know was critically and popularly liked i am going to criticize his 1993 choice to narrate the nutcracker i mean just think of all the animation going on at that time he could have signed himself up to do like a Lion King role, or a, you know, he could have done an Aladdin role in ninety two. You gotta, if you are gonna wait all this time and then you are gonna venture into narrating and not appearing in something, you are gonna narrate the Nutcracker. Might as well just like put your voice acting or narrating skills to animation, which I don't really know if he ends up doing. Oh, yeah, he ends up doing it five years later when he dries up. So then he's in Princess Caribou with his wife. I guess they're still married Um, I don't know how he pulled that But anyway, it's better than any movie he's ever made Is being with Phoebe Cates Um, I mean, instead of being in Princess Caribou He could have been in Schindler's List He could have been in... You name any movie from 1994 He could have been in Shawshank Redemption In fact, um, if not Tim Robbins As like the warden or something Because he's so, as I say, unlikable but that may have worked towards him playing Tim Robbins' character, because Tim Robbins has a little bit of an air to that as well, where you're not sure if you trust him all the way. Um, or they try to portray that, at least in the trial. Um, French Kiss, this is by far his worst role. I don't even know about that. He's had so many bad roles, but this is pretty much his iconic bad role. French Kiss, uh, movie with the two leads having no chemistry. I think it you know, it made money, but it hurt the career of uh, uh, both stars, and it hurt the career of Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, Jesus, it was like Meg Ryan's. She goes on to be an addicted to love with uh, Matthew Broderick, but she just paired with everyone in that little era, you know. Uh, addicted to love's way better. I mean, you never hear anyone talk about that movie not good really or i mean it's better than this crap (laughs) anyway so yeah instead of being in french kiss he could have been in apollo 13 he could have figured out some other you know movie to be in rob roy could have produced something i don't know what the hell he was thinking uh hunchback in notre dame he's captain phoebus i mean of all the animation to do you're gonna venture in to the stages then maybe he could have ended up being a toy story voice instead of that so here we are kevin klein just second guessing everything about his career (laughs) welcome i hope everyone's enjoying it um in fact let's go back over some of the stuff we just covered um just covered uh dave we say that he keeps that role but you know what let's let's put someone else in that role for a second think (laughs) of If they were to do better, I could think that maybe Bill Murray would overplay it. I could think Chevy Chase was, you know, not ready. Not a bad choice for that, but probably would overplay it. Look for the... um. I like William Hurt almost as Dave, because he looks more presidential. And him playing the buffoon or, you know, the non-president Dave, the Dave Kovic, I guess. Um that would have been a little bit more interesting because Kevin Klein trying to be an everyman was just gra- like completely grating. I don't know how else you would describe that. Like putting the cheese grater to your face type uh felt like that. So <laughs> um I would like to see Yeah, any other recasting possibilities. Maybe Kevin Spacey as Dave. That would have been good, but then that would be really hard now. But still, I mean, Kevin Spacey's just more likable of an actor. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, all the other different people, but, you know, with Tom Hanks being probably likely involved in the child sacrifice b- business, we really don't want to have him involved in it. Um, so then, he's in the ice storm. He's usually, like, the weakest part of that movie. It's a good movie, so it's, kind of hard to say but i could point out the other performances as being way better uh in and out which is what he's known for i mean I'm, I'm skipping fierce creatures but i'll get to that right now fierce creatures uh it's just follow up to the same filmmakers with uh, a fish called wanda and i like this movie a lot more than most common people but he's easily not the best part in it um i mean he's having to do it, be reactive to everything in it so, I would basically just say, you know, Fish Called Wanda sucked, so fucking just have a different actor in it, or just maybe not make the movie. I don't know. Um, he sucks in it, actually. So, I like the movie, kind of despite that. Um, in and out it's the one where, I mean, it's just such a bad movie, I can't even describe it, really. Just a kind of a romantic comedy, I guess, with him, as playing a teacher, all this other weird shit going on in it that doesn't really make sense um, I would say he definitely should have not have chosen that movie I think he's like commonly associated with that movie and most people probably don't like that movie so yeah 1997 maybe step it up buddy and be in a lost world or a Jurassic Park or a Godzilla start filming that instead he waits out busy in Midsummer Night's Dream he does pretty good in that and then in Wild Wild West, oh my God! So that just really fucks his shit up. And then he's in uh, a movie that uh, Phoebe Cates is in, and that uh, you know her, her friend and Alan Cumming directed uh, Anniversary Party. Uh, you know it, that could have been anyone. It's a waste of his time. He should have just said, you know, uh, I'll produce it or something. I don't know. It's a good movie, but he sucks in it. Uh, Life is a House, he's pretty shitty in that movie. If that was a better actor in that movie, that would be like a really good movie. Um, so I don't know why he did that. He's in Orange County, obviously we know that. Uh, it's just more of a small role, so I guess that was worth his time, because everyone remembers him from that. Uh, the Emperor's Club, that was like an awards bait type movie. That movie would have been better with a different actor in it. He should have chosen something else to be in during that time. I don't even know what. It was 2002. Maybe he could have tried to compete for the role in Insomnia, one of the two roles. I don't know, man. It's just... Then he's in Cole Porter De Lovely. You know, he plays Cole Porter. He does well in that. I mean, that's one of his better roles. Uh, him in the Pink Panther. That should have been, like, Steve Carell or it should have been some other person with actual comic timing because he's just looking at the camera for the laugh most of the movie uh thankfully he's not in the second pink Panther. I think that's why I like that one even i mean not i don't like either one of them too much, but the the second one's at least a little more watchable because that dumb fuck's not in it uh Prairie Home Companion I think he does really well in that movie as you like it uh. That didn't come off too well. That was by Kenneth Branagh. I think it was him going back to the Shakespeare well one too many times on that. You never hear anyone talk about that movie. Trade, which is basically about human trafficking, I think. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So maybe he's involved in that in real life or something. I don't know. So in 2007, he made a movie about human trafficking. Um, Jesus Christ. And uh yeah, I found the movie to be just absolutely horrible and not really anything going on for it as far as being a movie. And don't really know why it was made, it didn't bring any attention to an issue, it's just kinda stupid. Definitely baby. I mean I can see why he took the role but it basically has defined him as kind of like an older guy role since he should be finding good villain roles and stuff like that to be in. So as it's gone on, I've gone a little bit less specific because he just keeps taking either like a Robert Redford stupid role in The Conspirator in 2011 or a like, hey, look at me type role in The Extra Man does the good voice in Tale of Despero, which was, you know, a flop, but a good movie. Uh, No Strings Attached. He plays like one of their bosses or something. Last Vegas, literally one of the worst movies ever made the last of robin hood he plays errol flynn does a really it's a really awful movie i don't really even care about his performance in it the movie's way worse than his performance he's in ricky and the flash but if he was not that actor and if he was a different actor that would have been better um that's basically it for his career i guess he plays maurice in the uh stupid uh Beauty and the Beast remake And he plays himself In a stupid Billy Crystal movie In recent years So that in a nutshell Ladies and gentlemen in the career Kevin Klein I mean Jesus Christ He's a Academy Award Winning for Best Supporting Actor That If you ever Have heard of A guy that's Disappeared from Being in really good Movies After being in uh, Oscar winning Well the thing is The movie that he Won it for Was a shit movie so that's kind of a key information. He wins it for a shit movie with nonsense scenes that should have never been filmed and then goes on to having a really shit career. I mean, if you ask people what his movies are, they'd be like, The Lovely? Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it, but I heard it was good. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, The Emperor's Club? Yeah, that's Schmaltz? Yeah, I've never seen it, but didn't that try to win Oscars? And then in and out Oh, yeah, that didn't appeal to me. That's the kind of stuff that his movies say to me immediately. <laughs> anyway, I mean, feel free to leave your opinions about it. Do you, are you fans of Kevin Klein out there? I mean, is there actual people that are like a fan of Kevin Klein's work that have shown up for his films? I mean, I think after he's in Dave, his career goes into one of the weirder nosedives of all time that no one really tries to even break down or talk about, but... uh from that perspective, we did a pretty detailed breakdown of Kevin Klein. I would have suggested more movies for him to be in, like all through these 04, 05, 06, all up to 2021. But as he's just faded from the limelight light in the nineties and seemingly not taken my career advice, you know, he could have been in Apollo thirteen, he could have been in this, he could have been in out of sight, he could have been in Oceans Eleven, he could have been in this, he could have been in that, could have been in all sorts of different movies. I mean Stardust all sorts of different movies that he just appears to be better than. Um, and just does not have a good movie career, in my opinion. Maybe he's done some stuff on stage in recent years. But other than that, uh, Kevin Kline, one of the more relatively random Oscar winners of all time. Thank you so much. This has been Mr. Matinee. Mr. Majestic. Bye for now.